Welcome to the Made For More podcast, hosted by yours truly. If you don't know me, hey, I'm Isabel, self-discovery and success coach, self-published author, passionate creator, and leader towards helping you reach your highest potential. Here, I share the heartfelt lessons and obstacles that I had to learn throughout much of my own journey that I'm still grasping, but I'm so excited to share with you all on this podcast where I'll be expressing all of my best insights as well with some of these like-minded connections such as coaches, entrepreneurs, and influencers who I've been so blessed to meet on this path with me and have mastered the art of creating their own success story from rock bottom. From all things to career, money mindset, love and relationships, spirituality and manifestation, it's all here for you to gain the key to unlocking the future that awaits for you to start showing up today. Your goals matter, your dreams matter, your happiness matters, and it's time to start turning the page to a new chapter that is ready to be written towards the lifestyle that you can start saying yes to by simply knowing and believing that you were made for more. Hello, guys. Welcome back to this week's podcast episode. I can definitely vouch that this week has been just like a massive shift in my energy. I'm not sure if it's Mercury in retrograde that has just been fluctuating everyone's personal attitude towards everything in their lives right now. It's definitely been quite the chaotic event. If you don't know what Mercury in retrograde is, it's an astrological event that happens, I believe, a few times a year. Don't quote me on that. I do love astrology, but I'm not like gung-ho about all of the planets and all of those specific timelines that are supposed to dictate our emotions and why sometimes we feel out of sorts. But I do know for sure that Mercury in retrograde plays a huge factor in certain reasons and certain ways that we can maybe just not feel our best or not feel the most upbeat, the most intuitive, the most on our A game, you know, and that was definitely me. I was admittedly kind of down in the dumps for quite a few moments the last few weeks. And as you know, this is a journey of my entrepreneurial path and my self-growth as a human being and going through spirituality in my own way and helping my clients as well along this journey where I transformed my success into helping others embody their own. So with that being said, I always try to show up as authentically as possible so that you guys can also just understand and relate to me not being perfect or not even trying to be because I want to be able to create a space where everyone feels like the highs and lows are completely normal and there's going to be different lessons. There's going to be different aspects and realizations that we're going to face like when we decide that we want better. And this episode is going to be a really huge, huge shift that I want to share with you guys that I've been able to help my clients exceed with and as well as myself coming and circling back to this huge theme that I feel like we all fall victim to at some point one way or another in our personal growth journey whether we're trying to start a business or we're trying to go for a different career path or we're trying to heal ourselves you know finally 
tap into our worthiness and tap into the parts of ourselves and uh, healing our inner child wounds and simply being able to embody the best version of ourselves. And that takes a lot of patience. That takes a lot of knowing. That takes a lot of unraveling. That takes a lot of dedication and persistence to release a lot of those different aspects of our life and the parts that we kept hidden. And now that they're starting to kind of come to the light, it's important that we nourish them with love and care and and support that we're much better than where we were before. And we're always striving to be a better version of ourselves, especially if you're on this path with me spiritually and personally, and you're just becoming more self-aware of where you are and where you want to be. Like, I just want to applaud you for that. And I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited that you're joining me on this podcast and and hopefully feel inspired to take action with this huge shift that I was able to help my clients in my one-to-one container with. So as you could tell from the title above in this episode, this is all about how society really likes to keep us in this bubble that really likes to keep us in this standardized belief when we're trying to better ourselves and we're trying to kind of go through a different route in life or we're just kind of trying to nourish our solitude and we're doing something that seems kind of extraordinary to other people and that sometimes they can't quite comprehend and that's not right in their eyes. And this usually stems under the aspect of career or money or especially spirituality and religion. And I want to say relationships as well. So with that being said, a lot of us deal with comparison. A lot of us live in this society where we're kind of like hushed down for our desires and our wants and our needs. And we become this facade of thinking that what we want is asking for too much and what we feel we deserve is impossible or we feel like it's not realistic. As a success coach, I definitely don't like to teach perfect. I like to teach progress. I like to acknowledge all of my clients at their lows and acknowledge them for the ways that they received the world and received the way that their families treated them and the way that they kind of received and uh, reciprocated in this world because we all have a different perspective on it, right? We were all kind of to get conditioned with different beliefs. And so growing up, even though in certain ways we could have said, I will never be this person and I will never act that way and I will never treat my kids that way or I would never do this, I would never do that. Like we kind of know certain things and we kind of can resolve the type of person that we want to be. But a lot of those inner child beliefs, a lot of those systematic societal standards kind of play a really big detriment on our growth as we evolve into more maturity, more of an evolved expansion of ourselves, except when we feel like we're not doing enough or we feel like we're not successful enough or we feel like we've been doing all of the things and we feel like we've been trying to pivot and find out which direction to place our energy in. It can get very chaotic and we seek other people. We seek advice. We seek direction and we see clarity you know we ask for help and a lot of the times we get shut down or people don't understand us or people like to kind of put their input in and it gets very draining it gets to the point where 
we kind of have to battle our own journeys on ourselves, which leaves us at this hall of not really knowing what to do and not really knowing who we're trying to impress, right? And that's the dangerous thing. We start to impress a different version of ourselves. We start to kind of impress the ego. And the ego is kind of the the thought process that we have that makes us think like, who are we to chase a dream? Who are we to ask for our needs to be met? Who are we to think that we're better than anyone else? Because we are surrounded by people that all they love to do is complain about the things they never got to do, the the ideas that they never got to implement, the career that they never got to try and work for, the the relationship that they never had. You know, like we get so bombarded by other people's insecurities and by other people's limiting beliefs, you would say, that it gets hard to really step out and, and stand out and and be able to boldly say like, hey, I did this and I'm proud of it. Because we're so used to people dimming that light. We're so used to people asking us. Like We're so used to preparing ourselves to receive a massive amount of criticism. And that's sad. Honestly, that is so sad that we've come to a point where we dim other people's strength. We dim other people's progress. Or we kind of just don't really care to acknowledge it instead of like propelling other people to want to grow or encouraging people to to work on themselves to better themselves and it takes a lot of courage to to keep standing out to keep moving forward when you feel very much alone and you feel like nobody really understands where you are in this journey where you're figuring yourself out and you're untying all of those wounds that you felt when you were younger and now you're trying to like kind of mesh them together so that it makes sense and it makes your story more worthy and makes your story more fulfilled and pieced together when you come out and you're able to be the best version of yourself for those people to encourage them to grow and to encourage them to to know themselves and not just fall victim to the constant need to compare the constant need to compete and the constant need to to hush yourself down to complain about what they couldn't do, or they didn't have the opportunity to do, or they didn't feel confident doing. All of this negative, negative, bombarding, intruding energy does not do our worth any good. It does not do any good. I've met quite a few people along this journey of myself where even though I had gone for my dreams, I had done something completely out of question and completely out of comparison to other people, at least in my community and in my hometown. And I was very much silently judged for it, you know, silently critiqued on how I was going to do it. I had to sit with myself when I was working with my first life coach and say, this is what I want. And I have to allow my fears not to dictate my future because that's the problem with society is we live in fear. We live in lack. We live in everything that we don't have and complaining about the misfortunes that, you know, we, we, we are settling for and the career that doesn't align with our needs and the degrees that don't give us that passion and the people that don't encourage our growth. Like we need to start 
complimenting the person that we were born to be. And we may not even know who that is. We have no idea who that is, but we know that we were born with a blank canvas when we came out and we were brought into this world. You know deep down the things you like, the sparks that interest you, the ideas that pop into your head. You know the way that you love to treat people and how you receive love, how you give love. You know deep down instinctively what brings you joy what brings you excitement what brings you fulfillment you may not know exactly what you were put on this earth for but i'm here to remind you that it was not meant to please other people it was not meant to settle for a job you hate it was not meant to settle for your parents standards it was not meant to settle For the average lifestyle where all you do is complain about the things that you don't have. Because maybe that's where it lies. Maybe that's where you can start to question, why do I feel like I can't want those things? Truly, why do I feel like I can't have them? And reevaluate why that is. Because was it because your parents told you you couldn't have it? Was it because your friends don't have it? Was it because you are constantly fixated on what other people don't have and fitting in with this facade that we're selfish if we want more? We're selfish and self-centered if we want to be different. We're selfish for wanting the things that we do. And I just want to remind you that that is completely, completely absurd. Because we all want different things, but 99.9% of us, most of the time, don't give ourselves permission to want those things at that moment. We always feel like we have to have a certain amount of support or confidence or money or time or value to be able to feel, quote unquote, ready to feel entitled to have that that thing that we want, to to ask for those things, to to feel like we are worthy of having them. Because a lot of the times when we start to define the things that we want and the needs that we have to meet as selfish for asking for them or going after them, it's like, you know, we're not selfish for wanting to go after the dreams that we have. We're not selfish for wanting to actually love the money that we make and actually wake up excited to go to work, actually wake up excited and passionate about the work that we get to create, besides complaining about the work that we have to do, the work that we feel drained every single day going towards and complaining that other people have it easy when that's quite nearly far from the truth. It's never easy to go after your dreams. It's never easy to find what you love to do. If it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. But instead, we're constantly living up to the facade that we are too selfish or that we don't have all the answers or that we don't have our parents' permission or society's criticism to compliment what we actually want to be doing with our lives. We wouldn't be constantly living in this in this pressure to feel like we're selfish for going after the things we want because we want them for certain reasons. We want them because we know what it's like to see other people live in the lives that they don't want and they definitely don't deserve. You are not selfish for wanting to pursue a career you love. You are not selfish for wanting to make more money than your parents and more money than your friends or more money than your spouse. 
you are not selfish for wanting to actually love the money that you have. You're not selfish for wanting to create something that makes you feel at peace. You're not selfish for wanting to prioritize your time because it feels good to you. Like, how is that just because you're not saying yes and giving your energy to somebody else to ramble on about their life? How how is that benefiting you in the long run? You know, you you're not selfish for wanting to protect your peace, protect this vision, protect your boundaries. You're not selfish for asking for what you want, for sticking to what you want. You're not you're not asking for too much. You're just asking to be respected. You're asking for other people to accept you. And if they can't do that, <laughs> if they can't do that, that's not your problem. That's theirs. So I just want to remind you of that. So don't think you're selfish. Don't think you have to prove anything to anyone. You get to be selfish in this chapter if it works out that way. You get to stand up. You get to protect and obey what your story entails. <laughs> you get to write that. It's not anyone else to say to deter you from what that looks like and feels best for you. If it's about other people, that's where you're falling victim to comparison. That's where you're falling victim to a life that will never, ever, ever fulfill you in the long run. I can definitely vouch for that because I was born with a creative passion. I was born to inspire through my words. I know that. And I've, I've felt that in my bones since I was able to pick up a, a piece of paper and, and, and start writing with, with pencil and pen. And once I was able to learn to type, like I was so infatuated with creating art on paper I wanted to be an art teacher when I was in high school and one of my clients we had just uncovered a huge realization for her this week and and she she said she wanted to do art like she wanted to start just diving into who that is diving into the creativity diving into that spark we all want to express ourselves one way or another and at one point we got hushed down for that we got quieted down because we felt like we had to be good enough for other people. We felt like we had to have more than what we had because we were ungrateful for what we had already accomplished, right? What we already knew to be true about us. And what I knew to be true was that I had published a book when I was 18 or 19 years old. I had that passion to write. I had written in multiple amounts of journals, shelves stacked with, with filled written notebooks, leather journals of my heart and soul being poured into them. And I was like, if I could do that, why couldn't I do that for other people? Why couldn't I put my heart and soul and my compassion into helping others remind them of their worth, remind them of their success, remind them of their passions, remind them that they were born with a desire to create. They were born with a desire to be themselves. And that is enough. That should be enough. And being enough for other people is where it goes wrong. 
it was in those years where I was constantly trying to live up to other people, even though I had witnessed a, a specific amount of success with my first book, I was falling short of the same standard of trying to be good enough for other people, trying to give that same amount of love and that same amount of dedication, that same amount of commitment to other people so that they could see my worth, so that they could see the person that I was beneath, beneath the facade, beneath the giver, beneath the person that just got lost in translation with who she was meant to be, truly. And for years, I had just been cycling through this nonstop hamster wheel of where, what am I doing? You know, like, I knew I had a purpose. I knew I had somewhere that I saw myself going. And even though we can sometimes lose sight of that and we can kind of lose sight of ourselves, you know, lose sight of that inner spark, that inner light, that that kind of just becomes vacant after a while when we allow other people to take that spark. We allow people to kind of blow it out. You know, it's almost like as I was writing this post the other day about owning your inner light and owning that spark and that creativity. And it's important that when we have that inner spark, we ignite it with somebody that already has their spark glowing or is willing to already light it with you. It's like when you light a sparkler or you light a candle, like you need to hover it over another candle that's already lit in order to blossom, in order to light your flame on fire. So that you can embody to attract and to ignite the people that are meant to be in your life to ignite that flame, to surround you with growth, surround you with support, surround you with unconditional love and reassurance that whatever you want to do, you can do it. You can do it. And it does not take. Because so many times we ask ourselves, why are we meant to do a certain thing and and that person isn't? Or who are we to step outside the comfort zone or step outside the average person, step outside into our light, into our creation, into our passions, into our ideas, into owning our needs? Who are we to do that? But let me ask you this. Why are you not meant to do that? Why would you not want to do that? Because someone else can't do that? Someone else wants to critique you for doing that? Someone else never found the confidence to do that? Someone else makes excuses, whether that's your parents, whether that's your siblings, your friends, your exes, your lovers, your your yourself like your your inner ego like why is it so hard to allow ourselves to step into our worth why do we associate it so much with other people to the extent that we're already afraid of being judged the minute that we even think the the moment that we even consider that we can actually do that thing We can actually love our bodies for the ways that they nourish us and heal us every single day, for the ways that they allow us to wake up every morning with breath in our lungs and food tea on the table. Actually, 
love ourselves enough and, and, and value our standards, value our worth, value our boundaries so that people don't walk all over us, so that people can't dictate the decisions that we want to do, that we already know instinctively what's the right move to make. Why are we so obsessed with getting other people's feedback when they're not the ones lighting that spark? They're not the ones that already have a lit candle. We need to stop surrounding ourselves with people that have let their dreams die a long time ago, who make excuses, who complain, who don't do anything or bring you any value other than other than maybe comfort. Maybe just the satisfaction of, of not of not being alone in that moment. You know, the fear of being alone, the fear of judgment, the fear of failure, the fear of having no support. You know, it's like sometimes we'd rather surround ourselves with people than, than nobody at all because we have to rely on ourselves. Oh, my gosh, that's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> and I don't mean to be sarcastic, but sometimes that's what it takes. It takes sitting with yourself without the rest of the world honing down on you without seeking approval without confiding in other people what you're going to be doing the next chapter of your life where you want to get better where you want to strive for more where you want to actually do that thing without fearing other people to judge you for taking aligned action for taking initiative for for staying consistent for showing up as a better version of you rather than the person who's just average the person that's fitting in with everyone else, the person that's complaining about their life instead of doing something about it. And quite frankly, if you have the fear of judgment, that may be the reason why you're holding yourself back, not just because you have this fear, but because the people that you surround yourself with may not be the people that are meant to be in your life. Because you deserve to surround yourself with people who want to see you thrive, who want to see you step out of your comfort zone, who want to congratulate you, who want to praise you, you know, and, and maybe some of those people are those people and you just don't know because you've been invisible most of your life. And it's time to let yourself be seen. It's time to make that shift. I've made two of my clients already who were so lost on their path coming out of college thinking they wanted a certain degree or they wanted to go down this idealistic path that their parents had kind of honed down on them and they came to me perfect at perfect timing where we were able to meet and we hopped on this the discovery call and we were able to really decipher where they saw themselves in three to six months and it was owning their passions. It was starting something new. It wasn't anything to do with the beliefs that they were constricted with, you know, having to work a nine to five job the rest of their life, having to go after this certain career or this certain job that maybe paid massive amounts of money, but they just didn't feel connected with. They didn't feel like it was meant for them. And that may sound crazy to some of you because it's like, well, you went to college for that. Like, oh my gosh, like you might as well go in that career. But, you know, college isn't the end all be all anymore. I'm sorry to say it. And that was one of the, the biggest detrimental feelings to me that would sit with me whenever I decided, oh, maybe I should just go to college and suck it up because that will give me success. And I had to really get rid of that belief. And I'm glad I did. And I'm not, you know, hushing and I'm not, um, 
I'm not demeaning anyone who went to college and found that amazing career that pays them really well and they're really successful and they're really happy because props to you. But I'm talking to the people that, you know, come out of college and think that their life is supposed to be molded together perfectly with a degree and that, you know, they're going to be so happy, they're going to be so accomplished and everything's just going to work out. But sometimes you come to this point where you've been putting on this facade your whole life for other people living up to comparison and living up to the fear of judgment that you have to be able to judge yourself in a, in a, in a different light and say, is there a different way to this? Is there a way out of this? Is there a different way that we can resolve this? Is there a different way that we can kind of bring a different perspective into my life? So it doesn't have to feel so confusing or it doesn't have to feel so hypocritical. It doesn't have to feel so directionless or stagnant. You know, it can it can literally be switched by a simple question, a simple perspective, which is exactly what I've been able to help my clients with. That was owning their desires. That was literally peeling back the layers that said, who are we to even imagine a life that we can wake up and actually like what we do, actually like the way we make money, actually like our passions, actually dive deeper into what interests us, what what lights that inner spark on fire, you know, like, who are we to do that when everyone else's light is so burnt out, so burnt out, so stressed out, so vacant to the point where it sucks the energy out of us to do anything we want with our life. We can look at those people and say, yeah, you know, it's easy to kind of fit in with them and and, and sit back and, and waste our life wondering what could have been, right? And, and complain about why we should have done that X amount of years ago, or we should have done that when it was on our mind, you know, we should have just bitten the bullet and taken that risk, jumped out of our comfort zone, And we should have just took it from there because that's exactly what these girls are doing. And it's it's mind blowing to me that within four or five, six weeks, I think they've only been coaching with me for a month and they've already blossomed and a highlighted idea, a highlighted passion that was already within them. But it was just so far deep down in their midst of chaotic convulsion underneath where they thought they had to only go after a certain degree or a certain career for money. And this goes into money. This goes into how you view money, how you want money to come into your life, how you want it to value you and how you want to see it come in and feel joyful with it. Feel like you can make an abundant amount of it and not overly spend it, not be extremely frugal with it. Money is not meant to take you back from your desires. It is not meant to forbid you from your passions. It wants to love you for who you are. It wants to embody the energy that you wish to attract, right? Like it it wants to compliment you. It wants to support you. That's what money does. Money isn't the end-all be-all survivalistic tool that we need. It is very much needed in our life to get by and to survive and to make ends meet, but it's not meant 
to deter you from a life that you can't stop thinking about, from a lifestyle that makes you feel at ease in a person, a you, uh, the version of you that you want to wake up and be excited to to live with. Money gets to be your partner. Money gets to be that best friend. Money gets to be that loving, reciprocative partner that reassures you in every single way that you can go for your dreams. You can be supported. You can be cheered on. You can be exactly who you were meant to be, exactly who you were born to be. And you can ignite that. You can appreciate that. You can be worthy of that because you already are. You are already worthy. You are already enough. You are already capable. I tell that to everyone I know every single time because we need more people like this. We need more people that remind us that we are worthy as we are. We do not need to chase. We can attract. We do not need to work so hard. <laughs> we do not need to overwork ourselves anymore because there is a soul within you. There is a spirit that God has given you a gift, a lesson, and a purpose. We need to embrace that. We need to love everyone else exactly as much as we can love ourselves. Become the best version of ourselves so that we can show up for other people and, and inspire them in any way that we can, you know? But before I get off track, which I feel like I've been rambling, I really want to, I feel like I've kind of already subtly hinted at this shift of where I was able to help my clients accomplish this perspective. And it was simply being able to ask themselves and reframe around that question of who were they to actually feel successful in a life that they wanted to live who are you not to who are you not to we need to ask ourselves instead of what we're losing for certain things we have to ask ourselves what, what we're gaining you know what what are we settling for what is the actual bigger picture that is coming in and out of our life that is being portrayed and being painted on every single day? And if it's not adding up to our standards, we need to change the painting. We need to change the pieces to the puzzle. And we need to find a way to color, to color the portrait the way we like. Just because somebody else has darker colors doesn't mean that you have to have darker colors. That's just a metaphor. I'm just saying we need to stop thinking that other people can tell us what we can or cannot do. We need to stop that. We need to stop thinking that, especially if you weren't able to believe that as a kid, because I feel like especially as a kid, we're just constantly, constantly bombarded with what we can or cannot do, what we should or shouldn't do. And that's where that inner child likes to protect us every time we try to do something that we actually like to do or or become some something we've never been go down a path that is very unfamiliar because our inner child is like wait no 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 like we were taught to to be this way we were taught to to feel this way when this happened and you know that's something we don't know we know how to do this we know how to work this job we know how to be in this kind of relationship we know how to only settle for this amount of money like we can't we can't do that. You know, we, what, what about what are, pe what are people going to say? You know, what are people going to think? You know, who are we to do that? You know, that is your inner child. That is your inner critic. That is the ego that loves to keep you going back to familiarity. When your intuition, that inner spark, that, that little tiny little incy bincy little spark that's lit with a little tiny flame needs to burn brighter in the right places. And it's going to shine brighter it really is when you stop giving in 
to comparison, when you stop giving into those limiting beliefs of what are people going to say? What are people going to think? Who are we to do that? It doesn't matter because what does matter is, is who you become in the long run. Which path are you going to take? Are you going to take the easy route? You become just like those other people that portray their negativity on people that want to actually do better. Do you actually want to become that person where it's easy to settle for where you've been? It's easy to settle for the same outcomes and the same results and complain that you never get anywhere else. Or are you going to take the harder route where you actually say F you (laughs) to the ego and nourish that inner child, nourish the story that they wanted to create and they wanted to share with the world, nourish who that person is so that you can guide them with you, guide them with you so that we can heal our future. We can stop saying yes to fear and we can start saying yes to fortune and abundance and love and gratitude and faith, an endless overflow of happiness and enlightenment in our life. Because when we surround ourselves in that energy, once we say that we can do those things and affirm ourselves and surround ourselves in opportunities for growth, that's where the universe gets to be your best friend. It gets to love you as you are. Money gets to come to you as you are. Like you can attract and you can be a successful version of you. And like that's that's truly what success became to me. It was just about the person that I chose to treat other people with and the gifts that I decided to create with, the gifts that I decided to share with the world and those that were meant to align with the works that I was meant to give. And that doesn't make me selfish. It does not make me selfish. Bottom line is, every time you make a decision, you're going down two separate paths. And the way that we can shift this perspective is saying yes to the one that makes us feel the most alive, the one that makes us feel the most bright, the one that makes us feel the most loved, not just by someone else, but by ourselves. What is the person that we are turning out to be in or either path? What is going to benefit us most so that we can become the version of ourselves that we were meant to be? So that we can align ourselves with the careers that ignite our our passions and our creativity and our ambition so that we can wake up and actually enjoy making money and we can enjoy the money in our bank account. We can enjoy the money we spend Who are we when we align with the friendships we want to have and the relationships we want to connect with and the people that we want to have that specific, unique and enticing romance with? Like, who are we to share our lives with somebody and know that they are not just loving us in a state of comfort, in a state of loneliness, in a state of familiarity or a state of unconditional support and unconditional bonding like somebody that gets you somebody that wants to see you do good who wants to love you for who you are and doesn't love you for just what you have to give you know who are we when we are blossoming in every single aspect of our life that isn't just the bare minimum that isn't just barely surfacing trace amounts of happiness here and there Who are we when we're not living a life that we have to use PTO to get an escape from? (laughs) Who are we 
when we are we don't need a life that we have to have a vacation from who are we when we have a life that we get to be excited to wake up to that we get to share with the world that we get to write in our journal and we are proud we are grateful to be living the life that we work hard for you know it's gonna take hustle it's gonna take dedication it's gonna take rethinking your thought processes if you're not where you want to be but who are we when we've decided that growth is better than comfort that becoming the best version of ourselves requires us to meet the lowest version of ourselves and to embrace them to recover and heal their wounds so that we can we can have days where it doesn't feel so effing suffocating (laughs) it doesn't feel so draining it doesn't feel so stressful to keep reliving the same inner wounds the same inner limiting beliefs and the same rewiring toxic patterns that keep us in the same relationships and the same careers the same dead-end jobs the same you know brokenness mindset with money who are we when we get to thrive and no longer expect failure some powerful questions there. And that's kind of where I made that shift for a few of my clients. And what I would tell myself and what I want to tell you, wherever you are right now in your journey, I want to just remind you of your worth and remind you that we are actually visualizing who we are when we have those things in a way that excites us, in a way that encourages us and inspires us to be like, we are this person when we have this result. When we have the relationship, we have the income we desire, we have the dream job, we have the dream business, we have the lifestyle that we get to write about, we get to share in a in a sense of in a sense of integrity, in a sense of intuition, in a sense of knowing that we are where we're meant to be and we're not constantly seeking the next best thing and we're not constantly fixating on what everyone else is doing (laughs) when we are that person that has made it to the top and we can feel grateful and we can share our purpose and, and empower others to do the same instead of looking at it from an egotistical way who are we at that level and are we willing to show up for it are we willing to show up for them are we not willing to settle for the unevolved version of who we are Or are we willing to do whatever it takes to meet the evolved version that is waiting for us on the other side? Let that sink in with you. Let me know some of your answers. Let me know how you feel about this episode. And let me know if you've grasped what stuck most to you today, what resonated most with you. I'd love to know what you feel and and what kind of sat with you in this episode. I know it was pretty powerful for sure. It could have made you answer a lot of your own questions it could have made you think it could have made you analyze you know some of the places maybe that you're in and what are some of the the next moves that you want to make moving forward how can you start to reframe this person this version of you this vision in your next chapter where you get to succeed and you get to attract you get to embody and you get to ignite that flame what does that look like for you how does that all unravel for you and if you're still confused if you're still not sure what that means or how to where to even start it starts with meeting someone who has lit that flame and who is ready to share mine with you so let me know if any of this resonated and if you feel called to reach out and feel called to learn more I do have two open spots coming open for my next enrollment period 
upcoming in October. So by the time you hear this episode, feel free to please reach out to me on the DMs at Burgundy Bell. I'm also on TikTok. So I constantly share a bunch of updates, a bunch of posts and a bunch of client wins. So please feel free to reach out to me and connect with me on social media. I also do have a free ebook on my website. So I will link that in the description below so you can really start to tap into your core values. I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend and I will see you next week.